Hey there, Owl Nation, and welcome back to podcast number two of the Owl Olympics. My name is Riley Robinson, and I'm accompanied by my fellow interns, Jordan Griffith, Kendall Majette, and Bryce Gobert. Today, we're just going to be highlighting a couple sports and their past week updates and accomplishments. So Jordan, kicking over to you for some soccer updates. So soccer are just coming off of a win and a tie. Florida Gulf Coast, that was in Fort Myers, Florida. That was a two-to-one win. Uh, against a very good team in Florida Gulf Coast. And then Jacksonville, a game last Sunday, that ended in a one-to-one tie. And a, a player like Kendall Higgs has really been standing out for this Owl squad. Scored within the last few minutes of that game to uh, push it to a tie. And Kennesaw State didn't really get out to the jump that they wanted to in the first half, talking to Coach Walton this week. He, he just hasn't – they haven't been satisfied with uh, their play in the first half, but I, I think – tonight when they play Stetson here at 7 p.m. or tonight being Thursday, uh, I, I think you can see a, a more creative offense and um, a front line that's going to want to push the ball up the field a lot quicker than they have in the past. Um, and they got three games left here here in this uh, regular season. Playoffs start rather quick. I think probably one of the first playoff games will be uh, in Kennesaw if they're able to win out of, of all of the Kennesaw State sports. So uh, a few games left here for Kennesaw State soccer, so it's time to come out and support the women. All right, Bryce, now we're going to kick it over to you, and we're going to talk about golf and one team that we did miss last week, cross country. So give us the updates. Yeah, so uh, a bit of old updates because we didn't cover men's golf last week um, on the episode. But at the end of September, Brock Healy and Lucas Moda were named A-Sun Golfers of the Week, both from Kennesaw State. That was coming after their fourth place finish at the JT Post and Invitational. So just some good recognition for some golfers here from Kennesaw State. Coach Odom said that Brock and Lucas were working very hard on and off the course. Their tournament preparation was really good, and it's about time that they got some recognition. So good to see some Kennesaw State golfers getting the recognition that they deserve. Women's golf, we covered last week. No really new updates talked about how they finished second in the Jupiter Invitational. Their next tournament is at the Palmetto Intercollegiate Tournament, October 25th at Turtle Point Golf Course in South Carolina. And the big one for the golf team this week is that the next tournament for the men's team is actually a home tournament just a little bit off campus. And next Monday and Tuesday, that'll be October 18th and 19th at Pine Tree Country Club. So they're hosting the Pine Tree Intercollegiate Golf Tournament. So definitely, if you can make it out to it, definitely go show the golfers, the men's golf team, some support as they're looking forward to to another big tournament. They, they've had a really good season so far, so they're looking forward to doing it. Finally, just not much news on cross country. The next meet for the cross country team is the Blazer Classic in Meadowbrook, Alabama, this Saturday, October 16th. All right, and now we have Kendall, who was not on the podcast last week, but is one of our new fellow interns this year. So Kendall, can you give us an update about uh, men and women's tennis? All right, thanks, Riley. So um, not many updates from men's, ten men's tennis at the moment. Um, but women's tennis uh, does have an update. Four girls from the women's tennis team, Taylor Dean, Ji Yoon Lee, Valentina Tadia, and Cat Music will compete in um, KSU singles and doubles teams. And they are set to participate in the ITA Southeast Regional Championship. Um, this will go from Thursday, October 14th through Monday, October 18th at the USTA National Campus in Orlando, Florida. Um, they will be competing for eight spots in the singles main draw of 64 and um, the doubles main draw of 32. That is all for the women's tennis updates at the moment. Um, so I'll pass it over to you, Riley, for some volleyball updates. All right. Thank you, Kendall and Jordan and Bryce for some good updates this week. 
So volleyball team, they had two road games this past weekend against FGCU, which is looking like their biggest competition in the conference so far. But they, even though they did lose to FGCU last Friday, I got the chance to talk to Bree Becerra this week. She explained how that motivated her team for the win Sunday against Stetson. They won. And just some highlights, we had a couple career highs for the women's volleyball team this past Sunday. Emma Scherfranz had a career high of 25 kills. And Shelby Dennis had a career high of 23 digs. That is amazing for these girls. And so, so far, this volleyball team has started off conference play three and three. The volleyball team will be back in action here at the Convocation Center this weekend as they take on Jacksonville tomorrow night, which is October 15th, and then North Florida Sunday, October 17th. You don't want to miss those games. So come support your women's volleyball team. Now, speaking of volleyball, I would like to now transition into the interview that I had this week with Bree Becerra, the defensive specialist slash libero for the volleyball team. So please enjoy. Hey there, Owl Nation. My name is Riley Robinson, and this week I got the chance to talk to volleyball libero Bree Becerra. We got to discuss conference play so far, her role in the team, and the character and talent that she sees in the underclassmen. Great win this past Sunday against Stetson, and I just want to know how the loss against FGCU motivated you guys for the win. I think for me personally, and I know especially for the upper class, we have a long, like, a long relationship with FGCU. So going in there, playing at their court, like winning is always obviously what we want, but we know that it's it's always hard. It's always hard going and playing on somebody else's court, especially someone who, you know, you go back and forth between winning and losing to. Um, so losing to them and then having to go play Stetson, Stetson and, and us also have a very long history of going back and forth between winning and losing and going and playing at Stetson, they they always show up and play their best match, like always. So you always know, like going into it, that it's going to be hard. Like it is going to be a fight. So coming off a loss at FGCU and then having to go play Stetson, knowing that that's going to be hard because it always is, is it kind of makes you put yourself in a mindset. Whereas like the weekend's not over, like, yes, losing stinks, but like the next match is just going to be is going to be just as hard kind of like makes you flip the mindset from like negative to just like positive and still discussing FGCU it looks like defending champions like from last year Lipscomb isn't as strong this year because they did get beat by FGCU the other week how we all prepare to see them in a couple weeks for us it's all about like defending our home court like there's a lot to be said to win at home against someone like them. So we just tell ourselves that as exciting as it can be to play at home in front of a big crowd against someone who, again, long history with, you kind of just tell yourself like, okay, we're going to play for each other. We're going to focus on like what we can control because at the end of the day, what they do, we don't know. We won't be able to know until we're in it. So you kind of just have to make sure that your side is prepared as possible for whatever is about to come your way to defend like your home court. Explain your role and the skills that it takes. Like, cause you're diving across the court at all times. Like it amazes me. I was like, girl, I could not do that. So you have like a defensive specialist and a libero. So the libero is the person in the other Jersey. Mm -hmm. And then you have a defensive specialist 
and we play the same role. The difference is she can, the libero can kind of go in for anybody she wants in the back row. Mm -hmm. And I like have to, it's cost us a substitution for me to go in and play in the back. Basically my goal uh, is to just kind of keep the ball off the floor. (laughs) No matter how hard they hit it at you, like the goal is just to keep the ball off the floor. Um, like when they serve at you to put up a good ball to the center, a large part of being a defensive specialist is your voice and like communication and being, when I was in high school, like my coach always taught me to be like the spark plug, to always be the person with energy because the hitters have a really hard job, like putting the ball away. It's a lot of pressure. Whereas for us, we don't have the pressure. Like we don't, we don't win points. Our goal is to keep the other team from earning points, but we don't score points. The hitters do. And so that's a lot of pressure on them. So to just give them that energy to keep going um, is like a large role that we play. I think practiced a lot (laughs) over the years. I've played volleyball since I was 14. So like a lot of just going to practice and touching the ball and, you know, just all that fun stuff. So how have you seen yourself grow over your years here at Kennesaw? I will say I am most definitely a completely different person than I was when I came to college. I think coming in and having like an automatic friend group helped my social aspect, my social life so much because as social as I wish I was, I'm just not as much. I, I'm more of a steady person let me just sit in my room and study for all hours um so I think having like those teammates to kind of be that social life for me um helped me out a lot I think that I am more confident I am stronger I think volleyball has taught me a lot about myself like because college is so different than high school volleyball and I just have I've learned so many different things about life and people and what I have in it, what I expect from people in after college and what I hope I don't ever see again from people after college. I think like that, all of that stuff has come from just being here. What do you see in this freshman and sophomore class, just character and talent wise that makes you hopeful for the future when ever you do graduate? I think that both of those classes, they have people in them who truly just play volleyball to play volleyball. Mm -hmm. They don't play volleyball because they want to have their name all everywhere. They play it because they love it. And a large part of our season this year has been to focus on why we play volleyball. Because it's really easy when things get hard during season or you're like me and you've been playing for a long time to kind of forget why you started and to kind of, that can have a lot of negative effects. So I think that like we've really focused on our why and all of the freshmen and sophomores have this like mindset of like their why is just because they love volleyball. A lot of other things, but a large part of it is that they just want to play and having fun and loving the sport makes it easier to push through the really hard times in season because October is the point in the season where things get tough. You're halfway done, you got halfway to go, and it's just, it's really hard. And school kind of picks up a little bit. It just, it can be a lot. So I think they have the ability to continue to make everybody around them love volleyball. And that is so important, so important. So at the end of every interview that I do, I like to ask, sometimes people do, so people don't, 
Do you have like a pregame ritual or superstition that you do? I I don't. I have like a pair of spandex that I wear every game. They are washed, but they have to, they it has to be the same pair of spandex. Um, and once we lose in them, I switch them out. They don't wear them again. We'll never wear them again. For me, it's all about like getting hype because seven o'clock games, I'm a I love to go to bed by like 10 o'clock. So mm. seven o'clock game night, I'm like tired, yeah. <laughs> tired. So I have to kind of like wake myself up. And so whatever that needs to do, whatever that needs is what I give it. And then last but not least, do you have anybody that you would like to shout out, whether that's a parent, player, coach that just helped you through your volleyball career or is now making a big impact on it? My mom, 100%. She coached me when I first started playing volleyball. And I think, again, volleyball is really hard, especially in college and being a nursing student. It's a lot on my mental health, especially. And I think my mom always says the right thing in the moment that I need to hear. And so just for that reason, I think that she just is probably one of the few reasons why I make it through the days, especially when all I want to do is just not do anything. So yes, my mom. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Awesome. Thanks. You can catch Brie Pacera and the rest of the Owls back in action in the Convocation Center October 15th as they take on Jacksonville. Again, my name is Riley Robinson with the Owl Network. Go Owls! All right, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Owl Olympics. Now, it is homecoming weekend, so we have soccer, volleyball, and football this weekend, so make sure you're coming out and supporting your Owls. Yoo-hoo!